Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Live Without Limits, Reach Personal Success on a Daily Basis. I'm your host, Davina Shinsky, and today we'll be talking about a thought-provoking topic that affects us all, toxic traits, throughout our lives, each of us has been developed certain behaviors and patterns that may be detrimental to our well-being and the relationships around us. In this episode, we will explore astonishing toxic traits that you'll want to put a stop to. Toxic traits can be subtle or obvious. But they all have one thing in common. They hold us back from living our best lives by shedding light on these toxic behaviors. We aim to empower you to grip and recognize and break free from that grip. So today's discussion will delve deep into these eight astonishing toxic traits and we'll uncover their origins, examine their impact on our personal and professional lives, and most importantly, provide actionable strategies to put an end to them. We'll explore toxic traits such as negative self-talk, self-sabotage, toxic positivity, lack of accountability, and more. Each trait will be dissected, providing insights into how they manifest and the havoc that wreak when left unchecked. But fear not, dear listeners, this episode is about growth and transformation. We believe that by understanding these toxic patterns, and actively working to change them. We can create healthier, happier lives for ourselves and those around us through real life examples, expert interviews, and practical tips. We'll equip you with the tools needed to overcome these toxic traits. Together, we'll embark on a journey of self reflection, personal growth, and positive change. As you re- as you, are you ready to break free from the change of toxic behavior? Then get comfortable. Grab your favorite beverage and prepare to challenge yourself as we explore the astonishing toxic traits that many are hindering your journey 
towards a more fulfilling life. No one is perfect. And the truth is, we are all doing our very best that we can with what we know. However, constantly learning and evolving is essential to finding satisfaction and contentment with life. Part of this is being able to recognize and overcome your own unhealthy and toxic behavior patterns. Yes, we've all got them. You might be quick to blame others, or we might judge thinking, yet it is possible to change these patterns and become an overall better, kinder, and more emotionally mature person. A lot of it comes down to self-awareness, which is exactly what we're learning into with this presentation. As Cheryl Sandberg once said, we cannot change what we are not aware of. And once we are aware, we cannot help but change. So get ready to make some waves and start changing yourself. It's time to recognize your own toxic traits and bid them farewell. You recognize your own toxic traits. Most of us would like to think that we aren't toxic. We might worry that thinking we are, in fact, toxic could reduce our self-worth and self-confidence. However, recognizing that most people have something they need to work on can help you understand that it's not just you and that most of us all pushing to be better and do better always. Life tends to come with hurdles and lessons and there are healthy and unhealthy ways to deal. So let's start having more healthy interactions and shaking any negative patterns we tend to do. So what is your toxic trait and how can you fix it? I believe that we all are a product of the home we come from. We watch as children our parents' behaviors. We see how they get away with certain things, and we learn that we can do those same things and get away with it as well. So the first thing to think about is being judgmental. Judgment doesn't serve us or others. In fact, it often creates an unsafe space where your friends and family don't feel heard or respected. And here's the other thing. You can't truly judge without being in another person's shoes. There is a lot that you likely don't know. Instead of judging, it's better to try to understand, to listen, 
let the other person know that you hear them and that you care. The other part about judgment is that it tends to reflect our feelings about ourselves. If you're judging another person based on how they dress, you might want to start asking yourself some tough questions. Why does it matter to you how they dress? Are you angry or upset that you wouldn't be able to pull it off? Are you not confident in your own clothes? Often, if you remember back, or even if you don't remember, but back in the 20th century, around the 1950s, everyone was very, very conservative. And they always, I can remember being a child in school, and it was always comparing how you dressed to someone else dressed, and they all seemed to have to wear a certain uniform. And in a way, it was what was hip, if you remember the 50s. And Happy Days, even if you haven't watched it when it was online, you can go back and you can watch it today on Nickelodeon or several other stations that show vintage old shows because it shows you how they all wore the bobby socks, how they all wore the, the same type of skirt and how the, the boys and and the popular ones of the hoods always walked around in the leather jackets and how they were appreciated or looked up to at that time. So recognizing these things can help you understand today that are you being an individual in wearing what's right for you or are you trying to keep up with the person next to you? not apologizing. Do you take responsibility for your actions? Do you express your remorse to others when you have hurt them? Being able to admit when you're wrong is a huge level up in emotional maturity. It's not always someone else's fault. Remember, none of us are perfect. Even in a fight, it takes two to tango and admit where you want to, where you went wrong and apologize for your actions and the part you played. This is where true growth and change can really start to occur. And here's something else that I'm going to say: that when you abuse someone or be disrespectful to them or be judgmental of them, what you are literally doing is in your mind that you, you're you trying to see them as less than whatever your, your image of the perfect person is, and then you feel as though you can continue to take advantage of them, and you don't care if you're hurting their feelings, and all you're doing is showing your true colors, and you're turning people off to who you are. Gaslighting. 
gaslighting has quickly become a buzz, a buzzword in the relationship world. Basically, it is a form of emotional abuse where one person's actions and behavior cause another person to question their thoughts, reality, and memories of certain events. Do you often say, that never happened? Or you have a terrible memory? Or, I'm sorry you think I hurt you. These are all examples of gaslighting. Instead of automatically assuming that the other person is wrong, every step of the way, you'll want to, again, listen, hear them out. They are a whole other person with a whole different perspective. And when you listen, you both learn from each other. One thing I'm going to say about this is my mother was always negative, and she allowed my younger sister to continue to abuse her sisters. And now my sister controls everything, and she continues to abuse, to abuse her sisters. She has walked in my house and accused me of things while she goes in and takes things out of the refrigerator and then wants to call me a liar. She's stealing my disability parking permits on many occasions and then pretends like she doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Passive aggressiveness. Passive aggressiveness is an indirect way of expressing to someone that you aren't happy or that you have negativity about something. This might mean that you create inconsistencies between what you do and what they say. Some examples include constantly criticizing, procrastination or forgetting, blaming others, complaining about feeling unappreciated, being stubborn. All in all, this is being a probably, it isn't going to solve the problem, which is causing you to feel upset. In other words, if you tend to be more passive aggressive than not, it's time to start finding more direct and healthy ways to communicate with those around you or that you care about. And one thing that I find is there are times when parents or when siblings can be passive aggressive with each other simply because what they're doing is it's a way to control one person as, as opposed to someone else. But it's also a way to make yourself feel better, especially when you have negative feelings about yourself. Now, why is it so important to recognize these relationships? And if you tend to want to build a strong relationship with someone, you have to 
to begin to recognize how to change your behavior. Jealousy. Jealousy comes directly from our own thoughts and feelings about ourselves. Maybe we have low self-confidence or we don't feel good about ourselves. Thus, when our partner seems too friendly with our neighbor, we get jealous. So what happens when someone gets jealous? They stop putting you down. They constantly are criticizing. They are constantly doing or saying things to you to make you feel bad about yourself. However, this usually doesn't serve us. Maybe you make a passive-aggressive comment about it. It sets off a huge fight. You can probably see where this is going. Thus, when you feel jealous, try to delve into yourself and your own feelings. How do you feel? And how can you feel better? What is great about you? And how can you appreciate others as opposed to feel jealous? Now, you also have a habit, or sometimes parents have a habit of comparing one child to another or telling one child how they did something for them when they didn't do it for someone else to make them feel guilty, but at the same time saying it in front of the other person to create the jealousy. Well, guess what? You've just done. You've created more of a problem just by doing the things that you say that you don't mean to do. But, and also what you find is parents often bring with them what they learned in the home about how to treat their children by how their parents treated them. And, and I can tell you, coming from a home where my mother came from a home where her mother had been come from Europe, that what happened was they came from the pogroms, so they really didn't have a whole lot. And my grandmother was jealous of relatives and the things they had. So what did she do? She created that jealousy of her children against their relatives, but also against each other. And that's what my mother brought into the home. And that's how she talked to her children. And at the same time, my father came from a home where there was a lot of physical abuse or corporal punishment of children because at that time it was allowed. My mother was born in 1918 and my father was born in 1909. So it was the very early part of the 20th century. And they didn't know what they know today, that there is a line between what's discipline and what's abuse. And often, if someone comes from a home where they're abused, they will abuse their children unless they're willing to seek out help and learn how to communicate better. And not only communicate better, 
but change their behavior. And the older someone gets, the less chance that they will even want to change that behavior. You're seeing it in Harry and how he's jealous of his brother and he's jealous of what the brother has instead of trying to find someone where he can have as good a life, he's found someone that's helping to feed into his insecurity and his jealousy. Stubbornness. Stubbornness is often considered a thing, or rather a good thing. Many people assume that it makes them look self-assured and like they know what they want, yet it can also mean that you are hard to compromise or negotiate with, which is essential in meaningful long-term relationships. You can't always get what you want. If you know that you're guilty of being stubborn, practice putting other people first, not all the time, but sometimes. Become more flexible, getting your way, the end all and be all, and you know it. Often, I can remember when I was standing up for myself, my mother would always tell me, oh, you're stubborn, you're stubborn. But you know what? In certain ways, it can be good, but it's understanding where and how to treat people. And if you don't know, it can have a bad connotation to it, and it can have a good connotation to it. It's just that you need to be flexible. Playing the victim. Many people quickly assume that life just happens to them. While in some situations, this is somewhat true. It's often not the case. We have more control over our lives than we think. At the same time, there are absolutely some cases where a person is a victim. But again, not always. If you play the victim, lash out at others. Make others feel guilty about it and blame others for your feelings. This is is your toxic trait. Luckily, you can flip this mentality. Start looking for the thing that you can control. Begin analyzing how you contribute to your own situation. Then do something about it. Because the hero of your story, as opposed to the victim of your life, this is, there is no better time than now to making changes. So let's look. And take a moment to throw aside the idea that people don't change. They do all the time, yet usually this change must come from within. You have to want it. You have 
to put in the effort. If any of the toxic traits above sound like you, it's time to start letting them go and working towards being better. You can do this and you can become the person that you've always wanted to be. And it starts with you and what you do. And I, I'm Davina Shinsky, your guide to this transformative episode. And I would like to help you to overcome many of your traits and helping you to understand just how you can better take control of your life. Because for so many of us, we allow others to take control of our lives before we take control of it ourselves. And often what it is, look at a child, and when they're born, they're very, very helpless, and they're very, very dependent on the parent for everything. As a child grows, as it gets older, as it learns, you have to begin to let them take a little bit more control over their lives. But yes, there do have to be limits, especially in a young child who doesn't quite understand what's going on. But as a child gets older, as he becomes to mature, because if you do not allow someone to take better control over their lives, as they begin to grow and teach them the right behaviors and how not to be judgmental, how not to abuse someone else, then they will only repeat your behaviors. Often we don't realize just how much we influence children and Parents don't realize that when you abuse your child, not only do they become an abuser, but you're damaging the relationship you have from them because if they ever get to the point where they change and they realize that their behavior is wrong and they change and try to be better, then they're not going to want to have a relationship with you, especially when you continue to abuse them, even when they're adults and on their own. The idea is to have a good relationship with your child as they grow and as they mature. So when they get old enough to become more independent, that you have a good relationship with them. Often I've seen questions where parents have wanted to continue to, to control their child even after that child has grown up, moved away, gotten married, and had their own families. They are so afraid to let go of that child. And I have a membership site called oneselfimprovementuniversity.com 
where you can go and take courses on how to change and improve your relationships, how to get over that lack of self-worth or lack of self-confidence. And it also helps you to see yourself more as a individual as opposed to being a part or an extension of someone else. 